Leaders are experiencing more demands for compassion at a time when there's not a lot of room for compromising on what they have to deliver to stay in business. Do they have to choose between kindness and compassion and the expectations for performance? We wanted to understand how we can maximize support and at the same time, drive performance. In this episode, we're exploring the link between kindness and accountability. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Sanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze these leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to that 90th percentile. I'm Brianna O'Corin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. Hello, Bree. It's kind of you to invite me. Oh, wasn't it, though? Now, growing up, I remember mom always saying that whenever you had to like go into a negotiation for anything like cars or a house, she always had to play the role of the grumpy, can't be pleased person. And you were like the nice person because you just couldn't stand to be the mean one in the negotiation. <laughs> Is that true? Well, see, it, I always felt like there in in most kind of relationships like cars and things, mm-hmm. there needed to be a good guy and a bad guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so at the beginning of the negotiation, before we walk in, I, I get to be good guy, right? And <laughs> so I, I chose first and she, she, you know, anyway. Actually, when we were building our house, about halfway through building it, our, our latest house, mm-hmm. uh, she says, I want to switch. You you are now bad guy. I'm good guy. And and the builder was very confused. <laughs> there you go. But I still didn't do a very good job of being bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're alone. I think most people don't want to be the bad guy. Most managers, they want to be the hero of the workplace, but managers also have all of these responsibilities to the organization, they have to uphold. It's that, that's when their job description. I think it's sometimes a tough balance for them. So because it is a month where we are thinking about Valentine's and love, we want to share the love with all of our listeners and focus today on how we can spread more kindness in the workplace, even with all of these mounting demands that we have. Now, to start off, I want to dig into how do we find out what kindness people want from you or expect from you as a leader? In one article I read, it stated that, quote, tone-deaf compassion is more dangerous and costly than none at all. Leaders have a big responsibility to figure out what matters to their employees. Imagine spending all of this money on upgrading your office space and putting all this fancy stuff in there to entice people to come back to the office only to discover that is not what they wanted, right? Leaders shouldn't assume that we know what's best for everyone. So Joe, how do you think leaders should open the communications? How can they do that and find out what matters, what kindness people expect and need? Well, this might sound like a radical suggestion, but you could actually ask them what they want. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I mean, crazy. that might be. Well, and I say that, but it's harder than it sounds, because if you ask people if they'd like a fancy office, who would say no? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, sure, we'll take that. But, you know, compared to what? Right. And, yeah. and so 
if you look at the research on what makes people happy, oftentimes it's having friends who care. In other words, positive relationships. Yeah. And you're right. We need to ask the right questions that's going to make the difference in their work day. And we need to find out what people are struggling with, what would really help with their well-being, those type of questions. And it's hard because conversations like that take time and they also require a certain amount of trust and vulnerability to really tell someone what it is that's maybe bothering you or what you really need. But as much as every bus wants to meet the needs of all their employees, they also have to be the enforcers. So, Joe, how do they strike this balance? Great question. Um, I was recently working with the senior leadership team of one organization, and they had a value that was very important to the company, and it was kindness. Now, in my experience, uh, I haven't seen that. I, organizations want to be profitable. We want to make a difference, da 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 But this organization, they wanted to be kind. This executive I was working with told me that uh, we were going to meet with a group of senior leaders, and they wanted to discuss the value of kindness. And, and in the discussion, one senior leader spoke up and said the following, we want to be kind but we also want to be accountable or hold people accountable. Kind, but accountable. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Sometimes, don't you think it becomes linked with expectations? For example, I, I'm going to give you more time to finish that project because you were sick, but I expect you to deliver it. I was kind, but there's still some expectations for that kindness. And people desire to be kind, but they but they also want some accountability. There's, there are strings attached. Yeah, though those strings aren't bad. The qualities of kindness and accountability are very positive leadership traits. And I looked at our Zinger Folkman database, and so we have a large database of over a million assessments from global leaders. And what I was looking for was a study that we did where we assessed both kindness and accountability. Now, I found a study, uh, uh, some data from 1,959 managers with ratings from their direct reports. They measured 58 items on their 360-degree assessment, and kindness items were part of the items that they measured, but also accountability. So I looked at the correlations, and in some ways, they're kind of opposite traits. What do you mean by that? Well, this basically means that on average, managers who tended to be highly rated on accountability tended to be rated lower on kindness. And those leaders rated as the most kind tended to be lower on accountability. That's interesting. Was that true for every, for all the leaders? No, it wasn't common, but there were some leaders who were both kind and accountable mm. and low in accountability and low in kindness. So in addition to the leader's effectiveness on accountability and kindness, each direct report indicated their satisfaction with the business as a place to work and their willingness to put forth extra effort every day. So those are two outcome variables that I was interested in. Yeah. So having bottom quartile skills in both dimensions, kindness and accountability, 
resulted, surprisingly not, <laughs> in low scores on uh, satisfaction with the company mm -hmm. and discretionary effort, their willingness to do more. Interestingly, high accountability combined with low kindness group had an eight percentile point difference in their discretionary effort. That was interesting. And holding direct reports accountable to deliver results does generate an increase in discretionary effort, but it also created a substantial increase in satisfaction compared to the low, low group. Wow. What becomes clear when you look at the data was the group that is in the top quartile on both kindness and accountability generated substantially higher scores in satisfaction and discretionary effort. In other words, people were more satisfied and gave more effort when you held them accountable and you were kind. Yeah. I find that really interesting that that in a way people want you to hold them accountable, especially with that one where it's the high accountability, low kindness that we really do, <laughs> as much as you don't think it is, you really do want want someone to push you to be your best and to deliver. I find that fascinating. But in the end, uh, by by a large amount, this group that the managers were both kind and held people accountable, there's a lot of power in that. There is. And kindness has this power to transform your workplace. I mean, it, receiving those offhand compliments or displays of gratitude or recognition creates a, a culture of generosity in an organization. But what is more powerful is when kindness is not just freely given, but earned. In some ways, the, the very kind, low accountability leader treats everyone well, regardless of outcomes. Their kindness is a gift, but not necessarily earned or deserved. It's a handout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it comes regardless of effort. And we all value things that we work hard for and the effort more than those that come from luck or just off the hand or whatever. Holding people accountable puts them in a position to earn their rewards and respect. It gives team members a chance to take the lead and learn a new skill. As much as we appreciate a passing compliment, the recognition we earn from increased accountability has even a sweeter feeling. I like that perspective. We all really need to make more time for kindness and compassion. I really like this quote from Mark Mortensen and Heidi Gardner. They said, quote, Compassionate leadership isn't simply about taking away work and giving people whatever they want, nor does achieving high performance mean ignoring the needs and well-being of your employees. Leaders who strive for sustainably high performance, particularly in today's environment, need to put in the time and effort to ensure they're enabling their employees to achieve it, end quote. That's a great quote. Yeah. You know, the, the leap from kindness to accountability is not far. Consider how you can improve your kindness by increasing your expectations for accountability and discover what you and your organization can do to help individuals achieve their goals. Being kind while holding others accountable creates an opportunity for people to be proud of what they do and earn the recognition they receive. 
The 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you are interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com. <laughs>